Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And you just heard a noise, Kenton? What, what was I that? thought somebody was coming through the door, <laughs> and so I just gestured to you like, do you see someone through the glass, or what's no, going on? No, I don't see anything. I, it I was know. a thump. <laughs> thump. Did you hear it? Strange hear? noises around the college. They were doing construction next door here. Oh. They're, they're building a new building over here, and then to the other side of us, they're tearing down uh, parquet that's been sitting vacant oh, for probably six right. or seven years now. So... Uh, lots of lots of construction and stuff going on around our campus here in downtown Winnipeg, and I kind of like. I don't know what they're going to put instead of that that parquet, but I kind of like the view. Like it's nice to see. There's actually quite a nice building on the other side of that that we've never been able to see. Yeah. Because an ugly, ugly parquet has been in the way. I don't know what they're going to do with that though. What are they doing with that space? That's a mic. I can't remember. Marketplace or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Marketplace. Some, something. something. It'd be yeah. interesting to see what they do with it. I, I hope that is a giant hole and it sucks the college and city hall <laughs> right down into it. Yeah, it's hilarious. All right, so we're going to talk about now. We have a weird situation this week. Uh, yeah. We had uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday, and the uh, the football team with the semi racist uh, name <laughs> won the well, Super in Bowl. In Canada, it certainly was something. Oh yeah, that that I saw everywhere. But I I noticed those those were all Canadians. Yeah, no, no Americans do not care. No. Well, they don't. They, they don't, clearly don't. The the cultural significance of what that means in Canada appears to be greater than what it means there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even the, the existence of the Washington name, which I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. that continued existence of that name means that Americans do not care about that kind of stuff, which is sad. Uh, anyway, they won. Well, I think some do, of course. Well, of obviously, course, yeah. yeah. I'm generalizing. Yeah. But uh, they, they won, and I didn't care about the game. I didn't care about the halftime show. I didn't watch any of that crap. I just stayed on the internet and I watched the ads on the USA Today ad meter, Me as we do every, every year, and Always vote fun. on what we like and kind of rate all the ads. And um, I did tell you the other day that I got a bit of a head start on this, and I probably shouldn't have done that. I should have just waited till the game to watch them as they kind of appear mm-hmm. in the quarters, like as they as they air on TV, they appear on the website. Some of them ahead of time, as they say, like I guess to give you a bit of a preview, but most of them as they air on the Super Bowl. And uh, again, it was a mix of good and bad, as it is every year. Lots of celebrity endorsements, more so than usual, I thought. Uh, and lots of brand integration, like brands really trying to get the big, best bang for their buck mm-hmm. for, for as far as like mixing all the brands together in an ad. Like the Tide ads, again, Tide is kind of doing that thing where they're like parodying the idea of a Super Bowl ad. But uh, but in the process, bringing all these other brands into it as well, which I thought was kind of funny. So, yeah, what do you want to start? Do you want to start with the best? Because it seems to be the most popular by a lot. I have more to say about oh. the more popular ones than I do about the shitty ones. Oh, do you want to start with the shitty ones then? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's, let's, let's start with a crap. All the way down to the bottom. You know what the you know what the bottom well, one is. Well, I knew it as soon as yeah. I saw the ad. I'm like, I know exactly what this is going to be. It's the Donald Trump. Right. Uh, no amount of Trump supporters. How can I can't? Oh, yeah, here it is. Criminal justice reform. Uh, it got an average rating of 3.33, which I thought is generous. Uh, but I was very surprised to see uh, even just any Trump ad in this. I mean, what did he, you know, why would he pay that much money for an ad in the Super Bowl? Well, I guess because of his ego? I, I hate to split hairs here, especially since I'm bald. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, Trump's ad ran at the end of the Super Bowl, which technically makes it a cheaper ad. Oh, I see. And and uh, cheaper than Bloomberg. It says it aired in the first quarter. This one says uh, this says it aired in the first quarter. I don't think so. I think okay. it, well, hang on. I could be wrong. Okay. Because I was maybe they, wa- re, maybe they re-aired it afterwards. I I believe that in the U.S. I think this was after the game was okay. over. Now I might be wrong about that, and maybe somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But um, uh, I I believe that Mike Bloomberg paid more for his ad. But Mike Mike Bloomberg's ad well, was Mike, much Mike better. Mike Bloomberg's ad was during halftime, yeah. which would be more expensive. Right. Um, the, the, but yeah. 
what's another interesting thing is uh, another piece of information to give you here on this website is the how many views this ad has on YouTube. Right. And all of them, almost all of them have multi-million views at this point. Uh, the Bloomberg ad has 6.8 million views. The Trump ad has 210,000 views. So really? people aren't even bothering to watch it. That's how bad this ad is. People do not want to watch the Donald Trump campaign ad. Well, it's like we bring families together. Uh, is the, basically the point of the ad, and uh, and we've seen people in cages. We've seen uh, right, yeah, families yeah. who are who have been ripped apart and not reunited. So so it's a it's you know yeah the, uh, it's the not, not surprised. I thought the Bloomberg ad was too soon. Like the guy has not even secured the nomination yet. Like come on, uh, I know that. I mean, it may be well timed for the primaries, which just started up this week, but. I don't know. That's a lot of money to spend on a campaign ad. That he's I a, mean, you're not even officially the candidate yet. In a, in a weird way, uh, I mean, he's he's a billionaire, and in right. a weird and in a weird way, it's like that's the only thing that Trump care, gives a shit about. Right, is that someone's net worth? And so I enjoy. I kind of enjoy um, Bloomberg kind of going, "Whoa, oh my my millionaire friend," kind of thing. Like like I'm gonna outspend you. I'm going to. Like and and Bloomberg, I used to work at an investment firm, and the Bloomberg software named after this guy was what everybody used. Like that that software yeah. and Bloomberg Business Week is, is the that magazine. The, is that here. the news service? Bloomberg yeah. News. Yeah, yeah, news. That's him. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. I say if if you are, and of course, the timing of this. Trump is the candidate for the Republicans, right? We know, oh, maybe not, but I don't well, think that's going to happen. No, um, he is. But but and then and he'll but, probably win. But we don't know who the Democratic uh, nomination is, and, and for that reason, I don't think that's uh, appropriate to be advertising the Super Bowl at that point. The other one that's really bad that I think is is quite funny, number fifty nine, and there was a total of. Sorry, I'm, I'm, this thing is reversed, this scrolling button. There's a total of 62 ads. So Trump was at 62. Bloomberg was at 60. And in the middle was this one, Pop-Tarts Fixed the Pretzel, which I don't remember at all. So I, I guess don't, that's... I, don't, I barely remember it, too. Uh, but this one here that I do remember that I remember being very bad was this Quibi bank heist ad in which these guys are like robbing a bank. And then one of them is, is too busy watching funny videos on this Quibi yeah. app, which I've never heard of. And it doesn't seem like a good idea. It's original content for your phone which is 10-minute episodes of something, who knows what it is, of some type of original content. I'm like, don't we have that on YouTube? Can't we not just get that from YouTube? Why do we need this other app? So it doesn't seem like a great idea. Well, I, I actually didn't mind the ad so much. I thought it was fine. But, I mean, I thought the, it failed at telling you what it is. Like, when I, when I saw that ad, I thought, is this a social media platform? or what? Is, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, exactly. What is this? It's confusing yeah. as to what it is. You yeah. don't really get a sense from that ad what this thing is. No. Uh, the Winona in Winona ad I actually kind of liked. I thought I it was did pretty too. funny. I don't I'm know why it's rated so yeah, poorly. I'm surprised to see it so Number low. Number 58 on here, and that's just Winona Ryder sitting outside of Winona, whatever the, I don't know what state that was in. But it's pretty funny. It's like a little funny thing. She's just sitting in the snow. Making a website about Winona, and it's about the town, not about her, which is quite funny. I had no problem, really, with that ad. I, I wouldn't rank it in the top, but I also wouldn't rank it near the bottom. Um, I don't remember this Sabra Howie Muss one at all. I don't know what that's about. Uh, but these Discover ones I do remember, and those are the ones with just a bunch of clips saying, no, no, yes, yes. And that's like, oh. yes, we're accepted. No, we don't charge annual fees, but it's very, very lazy, and that's just a bunch of clips from other TV shows and movies. Like, come on. There's no real creative idea there just the bunch of people that saying yeah no it's not at all and i don't remember this um this pepsi one either zero sugar done right that's the one that led into the halftime show wasn't it so what was the what was the ad though hold it, on it a was, second is jennifer lopez in the hotel or no oh i see a red door yeah yeah so they want to paint the paint the red door i.e the coca-cola can black they're all wearing coke colors right now 
How much are the Rolling Stones making off of this? Is that Miss, Missy Elliott? Fourteen million for "Start Me Up" is what Microsoft paid. So. <laughs> In 1995. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, so yeah, that's not that remarkable. Again, it was it's just a pretty straight up like song and celebrity endorsement kind of stuff. So that's kind of the worst. 10. Oh, Avocados from Mexico was, was in 52. That was a bad one. I was just about uh, stupid, weird pouches for your avocado. Funnily enough, I was at the grocery store and actually found, I saw an avocado holder at the grocery store. It's just something, oh, it's like, it's I like, saw that too. It's like a plastic thing. It's meant yeah. to keep it fresh, right? If you have it in lunch or something like that, which is fine. But I saw it after this ad, which I thought, because one of the things was like a baby holder or whatever. And Molly Ringwald is a celebrity in that, which is not. I was, I was happy to see well, her. Well, sure. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's like, it's not like she's super busy these days and not a high end. I wouldn't, I don't want to, you know, detract from her celebrityness, but probably not ex- as expensive as some of the other celebrities we saw. When here. I watched that, it occurred to me that I think we're ready for the Super Bowl ad with Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall in their 16 candle reveal. Oh, okay. I was going to do Breakfast Club. Great? Breakfast Club or would breakfast, be good too. Or yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The, Can you the, imagine yeah. the level? Let's get that reunion. People yeah. love it when they do that. Remember that Seinfeld ad from a number of years ago yeah. where they brought everybody back together? That was a lot of fun. If you People can really do like it, that. And I think you probably could do it. That, tra- that t- t- uh, ties into the top ad. Um, but yeah, it, the other stuff we had on here... Let's see. I'm not going to go through every single thing. No, the no, trailers no, no. were there was nothing about the trailers that I thought was nah. interesting. Nah. The ad. What about the ad with Marty and uh, Jonah Hill? Show up. He gets. Uh, uh, he gets. Uh, it's Coca-Cola Energy yeah. drink. I guess is what this is. And uh, he doesn't have fine. the energy. He has a drink and he goes and meets up with Marty. I can't imagine Marty Scorsese sitting at a party by himself like that, though. It's, come on. He's going to be surrounded by people <laughs> at every time. Martin Scorsese is one of those guys who some people are excited to see and other people just wouldn't have a clue who he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty for Pringles? Fine. <laughs> okay. These are all fine. Like, there's nothing yeah. really. It's all middle of the road. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. that Tom Brady one's a piece of garbage. I did not like that at all. That's for Hulu. It's ranked at number 42, yeah. which is about, you know, 20, 20 spots in. So it's about the middle. Well, a little bit higher than, lower than the middle. But it's like... They make it sound like, what, is he going to retire? But of course not. And they, it's just very, according to the sheet that they just handed me, like, it's not funny and it's not good. Yeah, I didn't it's, like it. it's the classic, uh, the news can never be nothing happened today. Right. And that's the punchline. Yes, that's right. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, well, too bad because that's not newsworthy. <laughs> and if you were going, if you were quitting, then this would have been, it basically would have been the news. Um. All right. Here is now, okay, let's go through the top 10. And we'll count down from 10, and then I'll talk about the one that's not in the top 10 that I think should be. But number 10 was Cheetos Can't Touch This, and it has to do with the dust that gets in your fingers. Yep. You can't touch anything. MC Hammer comes back, gets a little bit of money. I enjoyed which he, that. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, be the One, that was a um, – well, I guess it was from Microsoft, but that was about the female coach, uh, football c- coach. I don't remember yeah. the name or whatever, but that was pretty good. It wasn't wasn't. No, I liked it. Pretty. It was a bit. Of, you know, there's always this cheese kind of factor in this. This like you're basically trying, trying to pull yeah. the heartstrings and nostalgia. And I get most of these are. are I'm, I'm probably all of them are aimed at an American audience. So that's why it doesn't hit me as as hard as it would it's in your American. Basic inspirational. Right? Yeah. Shit, yeah. So I, I mean, it's great that they're focusing on on uh, you know female uh, coaches and different people in different roles in the NFL, which is great. Uh, Tough never quits for Kia. I don't remember that one. That's at number eight. Hold on a second. Josh Jacobs. I don't know who this is. Oh, this one's pretty good. This is another sort of inspirational. Yeah, yeah. Climbing Sometimes over. Sometimes I wonder oh. what I'd tell my younger self if I ever saw him. I'd tell him, Josh, it's going to be hard growing up homeless. 
but you gotta believe in yourself. Uh, see, I don't know about this. It's got the product shots in there. It seems a bit false to me. You know, well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this. Oh, the, in the look context, at this brand new Kia. In the context of all of this, I guess so. It's okay. It's aspiration. I guess so. It's not my favorite. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, now my internet's freezing up. Um, before Alexa, Amazon before Alexa has got some good jokes in yeah, it. But I thought, uh, I mean, the thing that everybody's pointing out, the big main critique, is we remember <laughs> what it was like. Of course, it wasn't that long ago. Like a year ago. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And, I, and, 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 and by the way, for me, it's every day. Well, because you don't have I one. I don't have one, yeah. I have a Google uh, smart speaker. I have, the, yeah? I have the Google one, which is fine. Um, I use it for, uh, you know, checking the time when I'm too lazy to look at the clock. Let's not, yeah. And it, <laughs> listen, the, and it listens to everything you do. Or the temperature when I want to know what, just when I'm too lazy to pick up my phone, that's when I use the speaker. I also use it for an alarm because it's in my living room and it goes off in my living room and then it wakes me up from my bedroom and I have to actually get up. I can't, I've tried shouting at it from my bedroom. It doesn't work. So I have to get up and go down the hall to the living room to turn it off and that gets me out of bed. Uh, the next one on the list, number six, was the NFL Next 100. I actually really like this one. Yeah. Uh, this is the kid who's running through. Now, I'm sure that, again, I don't know who most of these people are. I recognize Dan Marino. I recognize Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of other football players in there and I'm sure like a big football fan would recognize everybody in this ad but the overall idea behind it is really funny this kid running through all these obstacles taking it all the way to the super bowl and that's the dream right that's a dream for these kids as they grow up it's very similar to hockey here in in canada that would be a similar story as the they grow up playing hockey and then they yeah. make it to the pros so again different audience but still a funny entertaining commercial oh i liked it yeah, yeah the nfl is good at these did, kinds yeah, of things remember the one where yeah. they did with the yep. that was like the dinner and they were all tackling each other that was like a year or two it's very similar yeah. to this in the ad that i just just open football yeah. in the streets kind of thing and it's a lot of fun to see because it's yeah. a ridiculous thing when you take it out of the context of the football field, it's yeah. pretty funny. The to NFL watch has a billion dollars to throw into no those too. Oh man, this one I didn't like. This is Rocket Mortgage comfortable with Jason Momoa, and he peels oh, I off. Liked it. Oh, so weird. It's he looks so like weird. me when he takes off his muscles. <laughs> and his hair I related, yeah. And his hair piece. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It was so creepy though. He's just like sitting there with it. he's balding, and what was he doing at the end of it again? Playing a guitar or something? I don't remember what it was. It's so so. I guess it is funny, but. It's, it's there's creepy. a creepy factor, but I still like it. I, I found it very funny. I'd rank it exactly where it is, pretty much. Okay. Oh yeah, he's trying to lift weights yeah. here, and he can't because it's too heavy. But there's another thing he's doing at the end of this. Oh yeah, he's playing like a slide guitar or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's got a good sense of humor about himself, yeah. which is great. Uh, the Cool Ranch. I don't remember this one at all. Oh, that's Old Town Road. Oh we, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. we're done with Old Town yeah, Road. Oh yeah, we're definitely done. Uh, with that. The the uh, breakdancing mustache I thought was the high point of that one. <laughs> uh, oh no. Okay, Google Loretta. I don't remember this. It, oh, it's only the saddest Super Bowl ad ever run, and it's the guy who maybe has Alzheimer's asking Google to remember. Oh, I. Oh yeah. Yeah, this one. But I thought it was to remember somebody who died. Yeah, I mean, that's the assumption here. But maybe it's like you don't want to forget this stuff, so. <laughs> Remember, Loretta hated my mustache. <laughs> it's very it's very touching. It I, is. I do remember this now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I could see how that one would get ranked as high as it did. This was a year of funny funny ads, and that one cut through the clutter. Yeah. Very different. Very true. Very true. Um, number, number two was Hyundai Smart Pack, which was. Loved it. 
I didn't really care about it. I oh, I thought really they, I a, thought the acting was particularly well, it's funny. Been, okay, first of all, that gag's been done on Saturday Night yep, Live a true, million times. True. I didn't know Chris Evans was from Boston. I don't detect an accent from him at all. No. Uh, whereas Rachel Dratch is is part of that sketch. And, and well, I knew that uh, Jim uh, Krasinski was. But they didn't have Jimmy Fallon because he's, he's probably not from Boston. But it's usually Jimmy Fallon and Rachel mm-hmm. Dratch doing those characters on uh, like Pat the Con, Hava, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do all that stuff. So having the Smat Pack thing, I don't know. It was okay, but it wasn't as hilarious. And it certainly did not, it was not the second best ad of the of the run. And number one was, I believe, everybody's favorite ad, which was the Groundhog Day, um, which was hilarious and perfect yeah. and really well done. Like, I. I I I didn't realize until like the weekend of that that it fell on Groundhog Day, and I made yeah. a joke on Twitter. I said, "Oh, it's a, it's a good sequel. Get Bill Murray back, and his team has to win the Super Bowl before he gets to stop repeating the day or something like that, right?" And I thought about that yeah. before I'd even seen this, and then clearly, that obviously somebody else realized this and, and tied him in. So to get Bill Murray involved in the first place is challenging. He's right? never done one, and he says he will never do one again. Yeah, so they had to have really um, like made it. I probably paid him a nice amount, but also oh, like yeah. he would have had to have wanted to do it creatively oh, like sure. have it be funny so i mean it was funny it brings back all the cast everybody who's involved in uh in the movie coming back to do this i love the guy the guy who greets him every morning yeah who ultimately ned, punches. ned ryerson or whatever his name is how the hell has that guy not aged today? he looks exactly well he's also wearing a hat he's wearing yeah, his but hat but he does look exactly it's, the same it's insane like yeah. look at this yeah he does. Oh, he takes his hat off. Yeah. Uh, this guy who's the mayor of the city, they get him. That's Brian Doyle Murray, right, his right, brother. Right. He's been in. T- oh, is it really? Yeah, well, yeah that's that Bill Murray's brother. brother. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's him. He was in. Uh, he's been in tons of stuff. And and you'll notice, oftentimes they're in the same film together. They they, make, they were. Yeah. I remember Caddyshack. He was in Caddyshack. Uh, he's his older brother, I guess. Hey. Uh, I think that's true. I always thought he was younger or older. Um, but this this idea, the idea of it being that he can't wait to wake up and drive his Jeep again because it's so much fun driving this Jeep. I mean, it's really good for the brand. It merely kind of portrays mm-hmm. and it kind of gets to the point where like it's that part of the movie where um, he goes crazy and starts like mm-hmm. trying to kill himself and stuff like that in the yeah. movie. So here, instead of doing that, he's actually having fun with the Jeep and with the groundhog and and anyway, everyone loved it, and I did too. That was probably my favorite one out of the bunch. I really thought, I really enjoyed it. I compl- I'm in complete agreement, and my I, I have one, but one beef, and that was I had seen it in the morning. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, and so and I loved it, and uh, it, and then you see it a second time, and it, it really all the fun is in the first time of seeing it. So I thought they might have a second part to it that they aired. Oh, later okay. on. But I loved it. Um, were there any ads that should have been in the top ten that weren't, in your opinion? Um, I think this year it matched how I felt about it more than any other year. Yeah. I don't think, like, like the Winona one, I don't think is the best ad. That was, like, the one that stood out for me as being oddly placed. Yeah, it, it's not thing. nearly that bad yeah. that people put it there. My, my ad meter crashed a couple times. Did yours? No. Okay, my, mine did. And at certain points it would say, like, and it's always, like, you have 91% done. And I go like, oh, good. There's hardly any left. But then they add then, more. Right. Then they add more. But then the other thing that happened was I refreshed, and then it said, you've completed 0%. Oh, my God. And I went, I'm, I'm not doing this again. So I, <laughs> so about 10 minutes later, I refreshed it, and then it was like, nope, back to 91. And so that happened a few times where it was like, uh-oh, like, is this going to work or not? And so sometimes I wonder if, like, did it – how many – and, and you, to be counted, I do believe you have to rate all of them. Yes, you do. Or else you're not counted. Um. 
for me, the one that should have been way higher than it was mm-hmm. was the heist, which is the Porsche ad, yeah. number twenty-seven on the list. And I, I was number my two or three. I can't remember. Wait, wait a second, is that Game of Thrones girl singing? No, 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 no. Well, this is the, this is the which one, one was that? This uh, Game of Thrones girl was uh, Let It Go from Frozen. Uh, I don't remember what that was. Another. Uh, Another ad. She was for, unrecognizable. For Audi. I, it was for Audi. Yeah, she's unrecognizable in that ad. Yeah, that's and not my... No, no, I don't love that just one. Put put Adina Menzel in there and let her <laughs> sing it since she sang it in the movie. Why not? Duh. Yeah, you're trying to cash in on too many yeah. fandoms there. You know, yes. go for the Game of Thrones fan. If you're going to get her in there, make yeah. it a Game of Thrones ad. Not Deuce. a... Yeah. Not something else. Um, but the one I like, no, this one about Porsches where they, the guy like high, he steals the Porsche and all the security guards jump in the Porsches and chase after him. And they have this kind of like chase yeah. through Europe and it was very European and very, um, it felt a lot like, oh, what's a good chase movie? Ronin or something like that. Like one of those movies that has great chase scenes through European winding streets. And that, yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was funny and yeah, no, people didn't really go for it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, mm. certainly I'm not in the market for a Porsche at all, but I thought it was You're good. not? No. Oh man. I'm oh, surprised. <laughs> uh, Tide had another series of ads, this time tr- starring Charlie Day, uh, as far as that super, it's basically Super Bowl now, laundry later, or something, something now, laundry later. And the mm-hmm. idea being that he gets a stain in his shirt, and I guess his wife or his, whoever that's supposed to be tells him, don't worry about it. Is she a celebrity too, or is that somebody... Is somebody we know, or is that just uh, an actor? That is actually the actor from Schitt's Creek. Oh, is it? Yeah. What is she playing Shit's Creek? Uh, the daughter. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize her. Um, so he gets she gets the stain on him, sauce on his shirt, and the idea is that you don't have to wash it right away. The stain the stain's not gonna set in because you have Tide. That's the that's the selling message. I thought Tide I thought the I thought compared to the the one that it was celebrated for with the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. That 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 this did not come close to that. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But there was a lot of tie-ins to different things. Wonder Woman they tied into uh, there was a couple other ones I can't remember. Bud Knight, they had, they tied in. Bud Light didn't even have their own ad. They had to jump onto a Tide ad to get the Bud Knight into the into the mix, which was pretty lame. Same with Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the one I thought, and again, I said the trailers didn't really make me excited at all, except for the Disney Plus trailer, which I thought was interesting because it was talking about WandaVision. Um, it was the uh, Hawkeye, I think, was another one, and the mm-hmm. Loki series. And the um, Winter Soldier, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it kind of gave us a sneak peek at those series, and they look really good. So that's kind of the only thing that I was excited about as far as the trailers went. Yeah, and I agree. I, I thought the exact same thing about that stuff. And uh, oh. just, th- there's one thing, though, and we didn't get these in Canada. And, uh, oh, yeah. So we have to have I our, saw you tweeting about yeah, this. We have to have our <laughs> annual. Here's a shout out to Gondola Pizza. <laughs> Yeah, locals, one of the whatever, 10 or 15 local spots. Hey, man, and, uh, if we didn't have those rules, those people wouldn't be able to advertise during the Super Bowl. And they shouldn't be able to, <laughs> is my argument. I, did, uh, yeah. I, I had to say, one before we get there, I had to say, um, I also enjoyed the SodaStream ad only because it had that sound. And we have somebody in our office who uses a SodaStream. It's got a very distinctive sound. You don't know who I'm talking about? I, I, I can't say. She I reckon- sits across from me. And it's a very, it's got a very distinctive sound. And it's if you don't, don't know what it is, it's weird. But those who know what it is, certainly people who 
who know what SodaStream is. Maybe this is not aimed properly, but the idea is that they find water on Mars, and then this guy on the on the, stage, the spaceship takes it and makes it All right. carbonated for, for right. the SodaStream. So that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. They don't they don't advertise. They have the rules here. For one glorious year, we had the the American ads. We had a, it was a couple. Was it two? Okay. Well, don't forget, there was also a year. The CRTC rule is if the broadcast is in better definition than in Canada, you, oh. get, you get to see the U.S. one. Okay. So that was the year of HD. Okay. So we could watch the U.S. ads, but not Canada. And then, then it went away. Then it came back when uh, the CRTC said, "Okay, one day a year, we won't do it. We won't do signal substitution." Right. And then that went maybe two or three years. And then they got rid of it. Yeah. yeah I no. mean, I, thanks I, Trump for your well, bullshit. Yeah, but here's here, I'll, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. <laughs> North American here. free trade. <laughs> Agreement. <laughs> Here's the thing: we can still see the ads. We can still see them on the internet. We can still watch them and enjoy them. Um, the idea behind Super Bowl ads is to sell the products. Obviously, it's also a status symbol for brands. If you can afford an ad in the Super Bowl, then it shows you're kind of a top level brand. So there's a little bit of ego placation there. But I think that the ultimate goal of any advertising is to sell a product. And for local businesses like Gondola Pizza and uh, Skip the Dishes, there's a ton of Skip the Dishes ads as well. As as far as I that's heard, that's fine. Um, but that kind of stuff. Um, it allows it to reach a more relevant audience. Like I, like I said, I'm not the target audience for most of these Super Bowl ads. I'm not going to buy Hulu. I can't even get Hulu, but I can order Gondola Pizza. So that's a more relevant ad to me. That's what I'm going to say. Well, interesting. No, you don't like it. You think it's part of the package. It's all a big yeah. entertainment package. Correct. And we should get it. I mean, we should be able to pay for the right to get it. I'm, I do. What do you I mean? Do, I do. I pay for a cable package. Well, I know, but... I but, pay through the nose for a cable package. So, but... So what? And so the case. Okay, so. Bell, let's talk. Is what I'm saying. No, I, I'm saying I'm saying once a year. So so what would the difference be? So on, so, so on Canadian, global, say it's on global, yeah. then it would be Canadian ads. But on NBC, right. it would be American ads. Correct. That's simple. That's all we want. Yeah, that's it. And so if people watch it on global once for one event a year. So then it's on global to really promote itself during, like, to really right. really promote it. Watch us instead of NBC. Right. Do you think people would do that? Uh, to for Raw Raw Canada, no, unless um, that uh, there was the kind of drive to produce uh, creative quality that we see in the U.S. Uh, we do. Canadians don't have that much money, though. We don't have enough. Like our brands are not rich enough to do that kind of stuff. Skip the dishes. Well, is, maybe but that's about it. maybe we're priced out of the Super Bowl event then, and we just have to live with it. Well, we have to stick <laughs> that's with our. That's how I look at it. it. We should just do it for the Grey Cup. Do yeah. our own version of that during the Grey Cup. How about that, it? That's our own version of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why and not? I, and I watched the Grey Cup more closely than I watched the well, Super Bowl. Well, because our team was in it this year, yeah. Well, no, any year I Okay. Do. Be, to, to me, that's more interesting. As oh, a I see. I thought so you meant the this con- year. the program content's more interesting to me. When, during the Super Bowl, the ad content is far more important to me than... I, I didn't even care. I would say I didn't. I don't remember a lot about the ads during the Great Cup, but I think it was very similar to what we see in more sporting events in that it, there's a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. We see, like, the, like I've said this before, the Super Bowl is the perfect storm of what advertising should be. Every single commercial slot filled with a different ad. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing any repetition. It's all placed according to who paid for what, what tier, what you know, what placement or whatever. And it gets a, a good variety of different brands and different products and that kind of stuff, all aimed at like a similar target audience being that mm-hmm. of football. Ultimately, I guess the target audience is wider than just football uh, fans because we're not really football fans and yet we watch those ads. But I, I just think that you know we should get, try to get to that point with a great cup. Let's, let's see if we can't like at least fill it up with different ads every commercial break. Yeah, I just hate to see the seeing the repeat stupid Seven Eleven ad every single commercial break or whatever it yeah. is. It just drives me nuts. So that's what we have to do here in Canada. 
So let's get on it, Canada. So uh, let's. Uh, what, who who do we email again? Oh, CRTC. Yeah. No, it's not them really anymore. No. Now, now you have to go directly. Who's in charge of global? I know the well, guy in charge. Well, of now CRTC says um, um, you can watch the ads online, and and uh, it's up to the broadcaster decide to decide what ads you see. So they've kind of offloaded responsibility. Well, and, but the, yeah, but the thing is, like you know, local local. Broadcasters don't make any money off the big Super Bowl ads. Yeah. They only make off money off the ones they sell themselves. So right. that's not really fair to them. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to see, you know, I see the advantages to both sides of it, but I'm happy just to watch them online. I do not care about the game at all. I have no stake in that game. I don't, I don't care. So no, I don't, I never watch it live. Like I've not watched yeah. the Super Bowl live in a number of years, so I just watch the ads on. I have on it that. on in the background because once in a while we do get an American Super Bowl ad during the Canadian feed. Oh, okay, and so I like to see it on the you know on that screen instead of my laptop sitting on an orange tray so. next to me. <laughs> you know, like like it's nice to see it. Yeah, and that's to me, it's just an inconvenience to have to like I I I ignore the Canadian ads for the most part because I have the laptop right there. Yeah, and that's and USA Today pops them up as they air. No, so. one thing I would like USA today to do is to create a playlist on YouTube as well yeah. um, because I would love to just watch this on YouTube on my TV as opposed to having to go through my laptop yeah. through their website it's so much so clunkier. refresh refresh yeah, so, and I tried yeah. I went afterwards I was like oh is there maybe there's a playlist and there was like an incomplete playlist that somebody yeah. else put together incomplete, but I'm like Let, let's let's get like USA Today, if this yeah. is what you're committing to doing, make that same playlist on YouTube and, and people will watch it that way. That as might well. be an opportunity too for somebody to, you know what I mean? To yeah. put that together. Yeah, it should, it should yeah. be definitely um, well, better documented on YouTube because yeah. that's the one that's directly connected to our TV as opposed to a uh, website. All right, we're going to shift gears now and talk about the Oscars. And the interesting thing here is that. Uh, usually, uh, when I used to do my social media class, I had two live event assignments in which uh, students had to kind of monitor social media during live television events mm-hmm. and kind of see what happens, see if brands are taking advantage of social media messaging, jumping on hashtags, and really taking advantage of the conversation happening around live events uh, to get their brand and their message out there. And for the suit, we start with the Super Bowl, and basically they kind of take a look at the 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 tweets and the posts and the Instagram stuff and everything and say okay what is related to the Super Bowl what isn't related to the Super Bowl but people are still trying to talk about their product um, how many non Super Bowl advertisers are trying to get the best bang for their buck on social media right that whole thing mm-hmm. and then we take a break usually it's a couple weeks at least and then we do it again for this, the Oscars because yeah. it's the same kind of thing for the Oscars maybe the ad the ads aren't as big of a deal during the Oscars but it is another really highly viewed live event. Uh, but this year, for some reason, we've only got a week between them. Yeah. Last Sunday was the Super Bowl. This Sunday is the Oscars. What the hell's going on? It's a lot. Why? Why do you think it's so? This is the earliest it's ever been. This is when sweep starts. So that's... yeah, usually they wait till the end of sweeps yeah. for the Oscars, right? They end, yeah. wait till the end of the month. I was going through the list, uh, all the dates for the Oscars, and it has never been this early in the year. Um, you know, with the exception being like the first five years of the Oscars, they kind of ran them like the Emmys, where the submission time was like july to august or something like that and then they would do it in november uh but then they they change it to being the full calendar year and then they did it a couple months after that yeah um but yeah this i've gone through it and it's been uh there were there have been years where it's been like all in april sometimes it was in april well that's when sweeps used to like they moved so it's it all for it all depends on when sweeps are right they, well they moved it uh when they realized that they could charge local advertisers for uh, rates that don't exist, right? <laughs> they were like, "Oh, okay." So that that's when they moved it. Yeah. But if sweeps were different, if nobody knew when sweeps happened, that might change it. 
Well, it's weird that to me that they're they're doing it so early because there's still a few more weeks of sweeps left. I don't know what they plan to do with the rest of that time, but uh, but yeah, it is it is this weekend. So mm-hmm. we we're kind of we had a bit of crunch time to get all these uh, movies in. How many of the movies have you seen? Lots, but not all. I've seen and, and a lot of the side categories too. I've seen like I've seen all but one documentary, for okay. instance. You're always but, better for that than I am. Well, but I but I'm try- I also have seen a couple of films that are only nominated in one big category. Like for instance, Pain and Glory. I've not seen that. Wonderful. Antonio, Antonio and Banderas. Yes, yeah. wonderful film. Like I I watched that and I was like, yep, that give that guy an Oscar like that okay. or no, give him a nomination. It's great. Yep. So so I've seen a lot. How about you? I've seen, of the nine nominated films, I've seen six of them, and I plan to see two more this weekend. So well, I, at the end of the day... Where, are we going to make predictions today? Or I'm going to try. Gonna... I'm going to try based on what I've seen. So and are we going to go through the, ma- the main categories? Yeah, we're okay. going to start at the bottom. We're not going to end. We'll end with Best Picture. All right. But what I've seen is... Cause, so I've seen um, The Irishman. I've seen yeah. Joker. Little, I've not seen yeah. Little Women yet. I saw Me Marriage neither. Story. I saw 1917. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw Parasite. So the only ones I still have to see are Ford versus Ferrari, Jojo yeah. Rabbit, and Little Women. And I have to see Ford versus Ferrari, Little Women, and 1917. Okay, because those are the three that are still in the theaters. Yeah. That's why you haven't seen them yet. Well, I don't think I would rush out to see Little Women. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't. I, okay, it's True. great. Yeah, hey, God bless all, all of you who have gone to see that film in the theater. But you know, I, you're right. You're I right. I don't feel it's a strong not the motivation. type of movie. Whereas 1917 yeah. is a war epic yeah. film. It's absolutely the kind of movie you would see in the theater. I would yeah. argue that even Ford versus Ferrari is more enjoyable in the theater because of the sound and the racing even, and all that other stuff. Even that one really isn't my cup of tea, but I will watch it. Um, but the other one is Jojo Rabbit. I think is one I would yes, watch anyway. Me too. So I would I would want to see that one. It doesn't matter. Like I probably wouldn't see it in the theater necessarily because it's not a ton to get out of that. But I still I want to see that one before. Yeah. So I'm going to probably see that one. And probably Little Women. I probably won't get to Ford versus Ferrari because I don't really think it has much of a chance about anything. But it did get nominated quite a bit, just not in the acting categories. Yeah, you never know. Like, you know, well, every year something comes along. Like, I, and I think 1917 could be the spoiler or it could be, or it could be something unexpected. And the, the bigger the list of films nominated, the more something well, unexpected that's, that's, could happen. That's, again, I still have a huge beef with this whole yeah. nine Best Picture nominees is bullshit. Yeah. Okay, of this list, I don't think Joker should be on there. I don't think Parasite should be on there. And arguably Little Women shouldn't be on there, although I haven't seen it, so I can't say for sure. So, but I, I, I mean, I, and also, I, I'll tell you right now, I don't like The Irishman at all. I don't think it's going to win anything. But, um, but yeah, the, certainly there's five movies. If it was just Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Marriage Story, and let's say Jojo Rabbit, that would be fine. We don't, we only, we don't need f- nine nominees in this category. I even, I'm even not like I enjoyed Marriage Story, but even that one is kind of like I don't know. Is that is that best picture? Th- oh, we'll get to it. We'll okay, to all it. right, all right. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start. We're gonna start with original screenplay, and you often say. That yeah. original screenplay goes to the movie that should have won Best Picture. Quite often. It's like, it's like the runner-up award. Or the, we didn't give you that, but we'll give you this. Right. Because yeah. it is still like something, hey, you wrote this original thing, mm-hmm. you created this original piece of work. So the nominees are Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Hollywood. Yeah, I agree. That um, He won it for the Golden Globes. I, this film is actually Tarantino's, the closest Tarantino's ever going to get to Oscar bait. Like, he still kind of made a movie that he was interested in, and a story that he you could tell that he likes this kind of stuff. He likes old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He likes the story. But this is a movie about a, a struggling actor and his confidence issues. The way Leo portrays this, this 
aging actor and like, not being relevant anymore, you can't tell me that at least half of that academy has felt the same way over yeah. the course of their career. It's completely aimed at the academy, and it's still an interesting story, and it's still good. Like you got the typical Tarantino, great dialogue, great pacing, and that kind of stuff. And I love. We'll, we'll get to the uh, production design in a second, but I love that whole like the idea of like Brad Pitt driving around and listening to the radio and all that other stuff was a lot of fun. So yeah, I definitely think this is going to win best original screenplay I for sure. I, I don't think it's going to win best picture. I don't think so either. No, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, best adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. This is for uh, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, or The Two Popes. One more time, sorry. Give the, the Irishman, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The oh. Two Popes. What do you think? You go first. I've seen three of these. I think I of these three, I or of the ones I've seen, I really enjoyed The Two Popes the best of these, so I'm going to go with that one, but I might—I still haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, so I might change my mind. So this is our disclaimer that we reserve the right to change our mind yeah, before we'll the Oscars. Yeah, we'll put up we'll our final our, picks yeah. on Twitter yeah. the day of. Yeah, as we always do. Yeah, but I, Chris, feel yeah. free to get in on this, Chris Shipman. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, Download the Vanity Fair. Unless, unless something changes my mind, wow. I really like The Two Popes. I thought it was a great movie. I okay, really so, loved it. Well, this might be the most boring podcast ever because I agree with okay. you on this. Well, uh, it's okay. I, 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 I really enjoyed that movie to an extent that I did not expect. Well, I'm, I, and to the extent that I think it got a bit, a bit of a snub not yeah. being nominated for Best Picture. Because I think it's much better than that. It got the nominee, it, it got the acting nominations, yeah. but it did not get the directing or, or picture nominations. I did not think I would be interested in this film's topic. Yeah. And I really was. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there you go. So that's that's, you know... I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet. I don't. Th- I mean, Little Women is a classic American story. Yeah. Um, there's something to be said for it not being that original to read. They've already done this before, a couple like times. It's, it's not something that you know. It's it's like it's like a Star Is Born. It's like they've remade yeah. this oh, movie a bunch God. of times. So you know, I, I really like to see some originality. So of these, I think probably Jojo Rabbit and the Two Popes are the most original ideas here. Uh, but the two popes again. I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet. Uh, what do we got? Oh, visual effects. Okay, so oh, this is an interesting this one. This is very interesting. Uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, The Irishman. <laughs> I laugh as I say that because we they were ridiculously bad. Uh, the Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. So the lone. Oh no, there was another nomination for Star Wars. Sorry. Uh, but what are, the, are those? Um, oh. What do you think? Now you haven't seen 1917, and probably haven't no, seen The but Lion I, King either. I, have you seen yeah, The Lion King? Uh, no, but The Lion King? What are you talking about? Is that nominated? Yes, I just are said you, it. The, li- the Lion King. Somehow I blocked that out of what you were saying the because Beyonce, I, I thought you were joking. The Beyonce Lion King, the new remake of The Lion King, was nominated for Best Visual okay, Effects. Okay, not a chance. No, but, I, I know. But here's the thing. I, okay, I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw something out here, and I'm going to listen to the sound of my own voice and then decide if I'm full of shit. But sometimes in this category, and it's true, The Irishman... Special effects bothered me. Oh, I hated it. But they're I hated no- it. but here's the problem. They're noticeable. Are people gonna go, Well, I saw those special effects and I love Robert De Niro, so that's my gonna be my vote. Possible. I think it's possible. Uh, but I'm not trying to guess that. I'm trying to think about who I think should win. Well, well, um, you go for I, I mean, I'm still thinking about it. Okay, what well, you, again, you haven't seen 1917, but I yeah. would say that that film, and you know the premise of the film, I right? do. So you know yeah. that it's meant to be yep. one long kind of un, uh, yep. uncut, and so that it's a very challenging thing to do that in the first place. We saw them do it with Birdman a couple years ago, and it was done very well. Uh, this is a bit more challenging because it's a war movie, and there are a lot of special effects. There are explosions mm-hmm. and you know dead bodies and all kinds of other stuff happening. So I think that... That to me is more of a challenge than any of this other stuff as far as the practical effects that were used mm-hmm. to create this film. Avengers and Star Wars were shot on a green screen or blue screen or whatever you call it, pretty much. The Irishman I hated and Lion King there's no way. So it's got to go to 1917. I agree. Okay. 
I, Are you going to see this movie, be- by the way, before Oscars or no? Possibly. You're not, not going to go to the theater this weekend? If, if uh, time allows, it's right. possible. Uh, I think it's worth seeing the theater. If, if, if there's other stuff on demand, I will watch that first. Okay, but, uh, well, I'll see. So here and here's Kate. Here's why I should say that you know we complain about this every year that these films are not available to us on demand when they should be. Yeah. Uh, and the reason, again, I found another reason to reinforce that, and that's because. Every single one of these Academy members who are voting for these films, yeah. they're all watching them in their living rooms. None yeah. of them are going to the theater to see these. They're all just getting screening copies and watching it at home. So why can't we watch it at home? Yeah. Why do we have to go to the theater? Yeah. You know? I, I just, we're past that at this oh, point. Oh, man. It drives yeah. me nuts. Okay. Um, this is sound mixing and sound editing, and I hate that these are two different things, yeah. but it is what it is. Uh, so sound mixing, Ad Astra, which I've not seen. Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then the other one, sound editing, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars. So why is it that Star Wars gets the nod instead of Ad Astra, and the, all the other ones are the same? And again, I don't know why these are two different categories. I understand the idea behind yeah. it, like the sound recording quality, the sound editing is like. That was a great take of a engine revving or something like that. Like that's what they're talking about, right? The, they're talking about capturing the sound on set as opposed to the mix of the sound in the end when they add the different things and that kind of stuff, right? I guess so. I don't know. So what do you think? I'm, I'm going to say cars make loud noises. <laughs> okay. And so Ford versus Ferrari will win in one of those categories. Okay, okay. And I'll say, and I'll actually say, um, I actually think Star Wars could take it in its category yeah. for now. So I'll say in that, which one was that? Sound editing? That was sound editing, Star yeah. Wars? Well, and Star, Star Wars, Wars has, has the reputation. Well, start with the thing is, I think all the sound effects that we're using in Star Wars are sound effects we've heard before yeah. that it's already won Oscars for. But still, like lightsaber sounds the and stuff idea like that. in pop culture is that that's got great sound. Okay. So people might go for it. <laughs> and then the other one, well, and then Ford versus Ferrari in one. See, I think 1917 has a chance because yeah, that's true. war movies, again, big explosions, planes, right. guns, all that kind of stuff that make for good sounds, and those are all those often do well. Yeah, it's the Dunkirk scenario. Yes, Where exactly. is it going to take everything, or is it going to win nothing? And and sometimes you got to go all in. And 1917, it's a tough one. It could win well, here, everything. Here's the problem, and we'll get to this in a second. There, it's not nominated for any acting categories. Right, there's that. Right, so like... But the thing is, the acting is good. The acting is yeah. really good. So I don't know why you got snubbed in those categories. I don't know. Okay, we'll get to it. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, okay, so we'll, that's that, we'll leave that at that, and you'll see more more specific Did predictions. Did you say who you're sounding? I just said, I, I said probably 1917, and I would say, um, if anything else, it would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, maybe. But I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think you're right. You've got a good point about the cars. The Ford versus Ferrari could get it as well. Yeah, people will go, engines are revving. <laughs> Rum, that's yeah, a good sound. That's right. Rum. All right. Uh, short film, I have not seen any of these. I don't know what to pick. No, me neither. So we're going to skip that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, short film animated. I've actually seen one of these, Hair Love, which was ahead of a Pixar movie. I believe it was ahead of Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. So Hair so Hair Love is a, it's this cool one about the story of a little girl who has big, big hair. Uh, it's difficult. <laughs> it's hard to explain. She's black, and she's got like big hair that's hard to manage. And so her oh, father yeah, yeah. helps her with her hair every day because her right. mother is in the hospital. Her mother has cancer, and oh, we great. find out at the end of it. It's very sad, yeah. but also very heartwarming. I'll, I'll vote for that one just because I've seen it, and it's good. Um, Pixar often will, does very well with their short 
animated yeah. films because they that's where they allow it's for a exper- safe bet. They allow for experimentation. They allow people to do something different. And if it works, then they'll work it into a real movie. There was the one called Lava, which was like a song about a volcano. And based on that, they made Moana because of the animation style of that. So that's yeah. kind of where they go with that kind of stuff. So I'll say that. Uh, best production design. Uh, the categories are, that's oh, where the nominees are, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. It'll probably be Parasite. Really? I think I for think. production design. I think. Why? That how the apartment underground. Um... We're going to try to keep this spoiler free? No, I'm not talking about that one. Okay. I'm talking about the, the oh, home. Where, they, where they live. Yeah, where they live. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That was actually very good. Um, but yeah, I'm but gonna... I, I just, I just think that 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 the the that part of that film is notable. I agree, uh, but I don't think it's strong enough to beat out 1917, which I think is going to take this. Yeah, because the detail is so incredible. I'm going to need to decide how I'm going see, like, on it, this. It's, it's tough because again, period piece, yeah. wartime, and the detail is incredible. It really is. Like yeah. the way they they go to to creating these this this world. For now, and, I'll say one of those for sure. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, no, but I'm, <laughs> I, I, I don't think the other ones have a shot. Oh, original song. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Again, this is a crapshoot. I've seen one of these movies. What are they? Uh, okay, I can't. Who are, who are the Artists, uh, Randy Randy Newman for mm-hmm. uh, Toy Story Four, mm-hmm. Elton John for Rocket Man. Um, I don't know what this. Oh, one they're is. gonna like Elton John. They for will. God's sake. That's and he won the Golden Globe. Yeah. Diane Warren for Breakthrough. I don't know what that's no. about. Um, hold on. Into the Unknown from Frozen Two, or Stand Up from Harriet. Elton John. Yeah, I agree. Come on. Yeah, I think they want, to give, they want to give it to him. Yeah. Okay, uh, original score. Uh, this is Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, or Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I'm going with John Williams for yeah. Star Wars. I just think it's his time. Uh, this is the last thing he's ever going to do. He's not doing any more movie scores. We'll he said see. that. Well, I mean, he's 90-something. I don't think he's going to do any more. Yeah, I think he might have another one in him. <laughs> they've already started giving us Star Wars stuff without him. Yeah. So I think we, they've weaned us off of John Williams with Star Wars. We've kind of, even though we complained about it with uh, Rogue One. Yeah. But I agree. I think they're going to give it to John Williams for sure. Nothing else, Nothing about these other, and I haven't seen, the only one I haven't seen out of these is Little Women, but none, nothing about these other scores really made no. me, um, you know, excited. Oh, your favorite category, makeup and hairstyling. Who's got the prosthetic this year? <laughs> Nobody. Judy? <laughs> That's bad. I'm sorry. My apologies to Renee Zellweger. Uh, well, actually, no, actually, it's funny because Bombshell is nominated, and that's got uh, Nicole Kidman has a, was it Nicole Kidman or um, oh, no. Charlize Theron has a fake nose in that to make it look oh, like Oh, that, that makes her a front runner. You what, think what, so? Yeah. But what else have we got? Uh, Joker. It? Yeah. Judy. Uh, Maleficent. Oh. And 1917. Well, Joker has got the obvious makeup. So it's but gonna, it's it's pretty like deliberately yeah. basic clown makeup. There's nothing special yeah, about it. Yeah, but they'll go clown makeup and they will go <laughs> chick. So I'm gonna say Joker. All right, yeah. I'm gonna say bombshell just because I want to be because the prosthetic rule. Yeah, yeah. I know it it it, it usually plays They're itself. Give, they gave her a fake yeah. nose. Made her Megan Kelly. If there's a movie uh, on Cyrano de Bergerac that wins every time, that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, Roxanne. Remember yeah. Roxanne? All right, next one is uh, international feature film. Um, I've again, I've only seen one of these, but you've seen, I think, more than one. I've seen, yeah. Corpus Christi from Poland, mm-hmm. Honeyland from North Macedonia, I've seen that, yeah. Les Mis from France, uh, Les Miserables, rather, Pain and Glory from Spain, and yeah. Parasite from South Korea. Now, the front wow. runner is Parasite, in my opinion. I'm probably, I'm just gonna say, I think Parasite's gonna take I, it. I think you're right. I think Parasite's gonna take it, but 
I do think Honeyland is the dark horse. What is that it is, about? Oh, it's really good. I mean, it, it, and of all things, it's a woman a farming bees, farming honey. Oh, interesting. Uh, in, I believe it's Turkey. And, um, oh boy, it's very hard to talk about it without, I don't want to wreck anything. Right. That's, that's who, it's about this woman. And it is really interesting. The New York Times last week said it's suddenly a favorite in this category, they think. Uh, and because it just became available to rent. Oh, I think okay. on iTunes and stuff, but it, it's it really is a solid and piece of filmmaking. It's 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 memorable and it sticks with you. Parasite gave us a bit of a bullshit cash grab as we discussed off off the air, where it was available on oh. demand and then it wasn't available on demand and then it was and it wasn't. You had to buy it. I bought it to yeah. watch it, which is uh, not money. Fifteen well spent. bucks. It was but, a, it's a good movie. Don't yeah. get me wrong, and I think it will win this category. I don't think it should have been nominated for best picture. There's overall. been a slight backlash on yeah, it for, uh, because people. Uh, I've seen people online saying they they don't think it's as good as other people well, say. I I really like. I it, thought it was but, good, but but yeah. did I not? Th- why did I think it was going to be a horror movie? Why did somebody? Why did I go into it thinking it was going to be about some some kind of horror movie? I guess in a way it kind of is. Not really. In a I don't way. Think so. It's a statement against the class system of South Korea. Right. That's what it's about, but it's not a horror film. Well, There's some violence at the end, but it's not like a, you know, creepy thing kind of, I don't know. There's a bit of a, a scary factor to it, but it's not. I would not categorize this as a horror movie. Uh, it's certainly very good. The, the acting is very good. Um, the concept is original, and it's not something we've ever seen before. Um, I think they need a lesson on to uh, how indigenous cultures should be represented in our in oh, our yeah. North America because that's not something that that's cool. Well, <laughs> you know, I know that we just started, said the, the U.S. doesn't care about how indigenous people are are represented, but that was a that was a pretty bad uh, representation in that uh, in that movie. So I'll uh, say that about yeah, it. Yeah, I noticed that, and uh, but at the same time, that is they're showing us their what, what they think about yeah, it in, yeah, in South Korea. So yeah, yeah. it's it's cultural misunderstanding. It's not deliberate. Disrespect intended. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, film editing. Uh, we've got Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. What do you think? I'll say Joker just because I haven't said it yet for anything, and I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. Um, I don't think. Uh, so, uh, oh. uh, but again, it's, I have not 1917 seen. 1917 is not in No, it's not in it. No, it's because there's no editing been... in it. It's no editing. It's one take. Right? No, but there's still editing. It's the, the well, I guess yeah. You're right. You're right. Actually, that's a good point. Because the the trick is to make it appear that there's no yeah, editing. So that's editing right. that makes it appear there's no editing. Right. Which would be the ultimate editing. I guess so. Editing you don't notice. I guess they yeah. don't feel that way. Well, that's all editing. You're not supposed to sit there going, "What editing?" You're supposed to sit. <laughs> you're supposed to sit there and just enjoy the film. And then, I guess so. Yeah. I just remember. I did remember some of the some of the takes or some of the cuts in, in Joker to be memorable. I can't remember right now what they were. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'll say Joker. I'll, what are, what, sorry, one more time. What are the uh, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. This is a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Parasite, maybe. Ah, oh, no, maybe not. Or uh, are they going to score? Throw, if they throw anything to Scorsese, it might be that. But that's a long I movie. I don't think so. Uh, it's a very long movie. It should have been cut down. Yeah. There should have been more editing in that one. I might. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> that. You know, this is one I'll reserve my judgment right, on until yeah. I fill out the ballot. And again, I'm going to go see Jojo Rabbit at some point, so I might have a different opinion yeah, on that. Likewise, uh, documentary short subject. Have you seen any of these? Uh, short subject, no. No, I'm going no. to skip that one as well because yeah. I don't. I'm not seeing them. Uh, documentary feature film, which you've seen some. I of think these. I've seen all but one. The only one I haven't seen is The Cave. Okay. Which is um, about Syria. Oh, okay. I've not seen that, but I've seen all the others. American Factory, The Edge of Democracy. Yeah. 
Great. For, for Sama and Honeyland. Great, great, great. So what do you think? All great. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Honeyland uh, has some momentum. Uh, uh, that American Factory was widely watched because it was on Netflix. Okay. And that's, that's, uh, that makes such a difference. Hey, yes. if people can watch it easily, that's why they should just make them all available. That movie to us. is is really an excellent movie. It it, it gets more buzz. Yeah. Although I don't know if they make as much money. Like I don't know. Okay, so that one's produced by Netflix, right? Yeah. Which of course they sink all their own money into their own content. But how much money does somebody make during a theatrical run as opposed to putting it on demand? You know, like I see the other one there, For Sama, was aired on PBS. And it involves once again Syrian uh, Syrian hospital being bombed, and a childbirth scene that uh, will ne- well, I will never be able to forget. Unfortunately, okay. uh, uh, it's very. This is such a tough category. I I think it, I think Honeyland is going to be the one that I choose. So, so you could see it this way: if they didn't choose, if they end up going with Parasite for best foreign feature film, yeah. Honeyland will win best documentary. I think. Right, because it gives it, still gives it an Oscar. I think. All right. Ooh, here we get into the big ones now. Directing. We have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Joker for Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino, and then Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. It's going to be either Tarantino or Sam Mendes. You don't think Scorsese is going to get it? No. Okay. I agree. Uh, I don't think, uh, I think it will be Sam Mendes for this because I do believe it's, it's more challenging to do what he did than to do what Tarantino did. And I think Hollywood's going to recognize that hmm. for, for what it is. Like, it really is an incredible. And I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's nothing wrong with that movie. But I just think 1917 was a, def- a different type of a war movie. Yeah. You know, I've seen lots of war movies. It's one yeah. of my favorite genres of films. And that was different. So I'm going to go with that one. Costume design. Oh, why do we go back to costume design? I don't understand the order of this. So costume design, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that was very, very well done. I love the clothes. I love they really made you feel like it was like 1960s Hollywood. They did a great job of that. And I mean, that goes along with the production design as well. But the costumes were excellent. I thought. I, I, thought I, so. I actually think this one could go to Little Women. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got just on the bait. Once the again, period piece yeah. and the dresses right. and everything. Yes, you're right. They do like that kind of stuff. They love it. Yeah. So I'm going to say that. Okay. But for all we know, it could go to Joker because that was also a period piece, right? Yeah. Joker takes place in 1981. Yeah. Well, so. Less so. They like those. <laughs> they like those uh, traditional garb. Cinematography. Irishman, Joker, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse didn't get. I think this is the Sony nomination. How is it? Great. I I, I want to yeah. see it. I really do want to see is it. It is a it's a head trip. Is it? Will it win cinematography? Do you think it could? Okay, 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are the other two nominees. What were the first ones again? Uh, Irishman and Joker. We're seeing a rep- you, you could see the, okay. the nature of this. Hey, that the cinematography in the Lighthouse is incredible, and it's black and white. I think that might win it for them. I think it might. Okay. I think. Well, it if could. it's not that, then it's going to be 1917. I got. It's got to be one yeah, of those two. You're right. Because I, I think right. that uh, 1917, it was oh. incredible. Like, okay, you talk about it, editing it in a way that you can't tell where the edits are. There are some points where you can tell where the edits are just because of course. the nature of the shot, yeah. right? They go into a black space, come out, and they're they're in a different, yeah. you know, so that kind of stuff. But it's done very well, and the 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 um the planning of the shots and the way they move the camera in and around obstacles and mm-hmm. buildings and that kind of stuff is really good. Like, it's just a really well-told story uh, through the lens, and I think that's one of the reasons why it could win. But The Lighthouse, I just want to see, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, um, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear he's awesome in it. It's yeah. a great monologue. It is, It is. yeah, it is a head 
trip that film, but it's a head trip worth taking. I was talking to a yeah. friend of mine, uh, and he said he was there in the theater. He went to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. and they're watching it. And about 20 minutes in, he's behind him. Some guy turns to someone he's with and says, "Are we gonna stay for this?" Because <laughs> it's so weird. It is. It's it's weird, but it's it's compelling. Okay. There's still, I still have unanswered <laughs> questions about that film. It's one of those. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I would love to see it win the, in the one category it's yeah. nominated okay. in. Because it Shot in Canada. Else. There you go. Yeah. Uh, best animated feature. I've seen only one of the. I've seen two of these, actually. Uh, usually I've seen most of them because mm-hmm. I have kids. But my kids are getting not so much yeah. into the cartoons anymore as they used to be. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body, which I've never seen. Klaus, which is a Netflix uh, animated feature. Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Oh, come on. Toy Story Four. No, I say miss, I say Missing Link. Missing Link is incredible. It's really, really well what? done. It's that. It's that uh, Leica. They do the stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. They did Kubo and the Two Strings. They mm-hmm. did Box Trolls. They did. They, it's really, really incredible what they do. You think it's computer generated, but it's not. It's stop motion. It's models. It's like taking one shot at mm-hmm. a time. It's incredible what they do for those movies. So I think Missing Link's wow. gonna get that. Very Toy Story Four was okay. It was not great. It was not a, the best one of those movies for sure. All right. Okay, we're going to go on to act, the acting uh, categories. Um, actress in a supporting role. We have Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Did you see that one? No. Okay, I haven't either. Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh. Pugh. P-U-G-H. How do you say her last name? Florence I'm not sure. Pugh. I feel like I'm saying poo, but that's not yeah. what I meant. And Margot Robbie uh, for Bombshell. So Florence Pugh is for uh, Little Women. Um, again, this is tough. I would... I kind of would like to see Kathy Bates win another Oscar. I've not seen that movie. Um, I don't think Laura Dern should get it. I don't think she was anything special in Little Women uh, in uh, Marriage Story. She wasn't in it enough. No, even as a supporting. So it could go to ScarJo or Margot Robbie. I don't know. No, I, I don't I, think so. I don't have. An I think Kathy on this. Bates. All right. She gets the kind of the. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. Did Margot Robbie win something already? Mm, she was nominated for the one about Nancy Kerrigan. All right. Tanya? I, Tanya? I, Tanya. I don't think she won. Did she win for that? I don't remember. No. Anyway. I don't think so. Um, But again, I, I can't. Jojo Rabbit's got to get some more. So I'm going to say Scarlett Johansson for that one because she's she is nominated for mm-hmm. Wedding or ma- wedding Story. Sorry. Marriage, marriage Story. story. <laughs> uh, but I don't think she's going to win that one. She could win this one instead. Uh, Best Supporting Actor. And this is this category pisses me off. This is why there were no nominations for 1917 is because of this bullshit. So Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Whatever. No. That, that's it's, it's such a gimme role for him. And yeah, sure, he does a great job of being Mr. Rogers, but it's not Oscar worthy in my mind. Sorry, am I talking too loud? No, 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 okay. no, no. My my uh, my uh, ear is uncomfortable in the headphones, <laughs> so I just adjusted. It was like oh, oh. I, like, I just started to feel no. I started to feel painful. We're going a bit long today, that's people. Right, that's We're right. going a bit long, but that's okay. Yeah. It's a, it's an extra dose of media nerds for you. Yeah. So Tom Hanks, I don't think should have been there. Anthony Hopkins should get this for the two pups. I think he was amazing in that movie. I really enjoyed yeah. his performance. Al Pacino is bullshit. He shouldn't be in this. Al Pacino was better in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood than he was in The Irishman. Oh, interesting. I thought yeah. he was. He's a smaller role, but I thought he did a different character. This is typical Al Pacino chewing the scenery. Yeah. This is True. angry Al Pacino. That's all this is. True. And then Joe Pesci doing what Joe Pesci's done a million times before. I really oh. don't like The Irishman. I don't like this I movie. I agree with you on this, that it should be Anthony Hopkins, but it may not be. Brad Pitt. Might be Brad Pitt. Might be. Oh. Yeah, that actually, 
I think it will be. Okay. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Just, that's that's a fair that's yeah. a fair guess. I think Brad yeah. Pitt was really good. I gotta yeah. say he was very very good in that. But uh, I really liked Anthony Hopkins, and I hope you. Oh, wins me it. too. Me too. Uh, best actress in a leading role: um, Cynthia Eriva for Harriet. That's the one about Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman. Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Sorshi Ronan in Little Women. Charlize in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Well, sadly, Renee Zellweger is going to win this. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, and it, but it's not she does it's not deserved. It's not the best performance, and we're going to have to listen to her speech, yeah. which is even worse. I know, but it, it's, yeah. it plays in all the Oscar yeah. heartstrings. It's about a yeah. classic uh, aging actress, blah blah blah. She's an aging actress, yada yada yada. Yeah, ha- golden age of Hollywood, all that other stuff. It's a shame that um, Tarantino didn't have a good female character in his movie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because that would have been. Possibly another one, but Margot Robbie again. She wasn't in it much. She's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's not. Mm. She's not very. This is supposed to be a leading role. Okay, yeah. Sorry, there is no leading role in the Tarantino leading female role in that. So. No. No. Anyway, yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's gonna be Renee Zellweger. I think so. Okay. Uh, best actor in the leading role, uh, Antonio Banderas, which you said was very good in Pain and Glory. What's that one about? He won't win. Okay. But, he, but it's it is very good. What's that one? And about? Once again, it is about. Um, uh, a man coming to terms with uh, things. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, it. There is a movie. He, a, a movie theme that runs through it. He's let's in just a pool. Say. He's like sitting in a pool in this image that they're showing of him. Uh, he's in a pool. That's not. Uh, I don't know. It's symbolic, but it's good. It. it uh, I'll just say that he plays a guy um, who is not like himself and he and he really inhabits oh, that's that role. Oh, that's fun. I, I, you know yeah. what? It's good to see him doing that kind of stuff. Yes. He's done too much of like the typical, yeah. you know, Spanish puss in boots kind of a guy. This is not that. that. Okay, this is not that at all. It is a subtle, it's a very subtle and excellent performance. Right, we got Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin in Joker, and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Oh, what do you think? I think it's going to go to Adam Driver. Oh really? Yeah, he was really good in that movie. I don't think it will. You didn't? I don't think you liked this movie as much as I did. Marriage Story. It's fine. No, I, I didn't dislike it at all. I, I just, to me, it's uh, movie of the week. Like it's fine. It's good. It's, it's very it's, much. It's, yeah. It is very much Oscar bait. We talked about this before. Yeah. It is very much aimed at that audience, uh, which premise, I, I don't love. No, me neither. Um, and but the the emotions they portray are real and authentic. And I've been there and I've felt those emotions. That fight scene where the two of them are having that fight really hit home for me. That's something I've experienced. Yeah. So for me, that was just such a true performance in that. Um, and that's why I think he's going to take it. I think there's a good chance. Like, that's who I want to win it. I think there's a good chance Leo could take it as well. Yeah. He was also very good in that role. Yeah. I don't think it should go to Joaquin. I don't think he was that great. I don't think so either. I mean, I think he, he was. I, I liked him in the in the role, but I don't think when you compare it to other stuff that's going on. Yeah, like Jonathan Price was great. Yeah, you know? he was. Yeah, can he win? No, I don't think he can win. Not in this category. This is one that I'm going to yeah. reserve judgment See, on I, for they, now. They, they, I just I can't decide. I don't know. The thing is, it's weird because Leo and Brad Pitt could have been interchangeable as leads. They were in the right. movie an equal amount of time. True. Same with Jonathan Price and, and uh, Anthony Hopkins. They were in the movie yeah. an equal amount of times. True. So they could both. So I think in order to get their actors nominated, they split them up. They, they submitted them in different categories. Yeah. That's how that goes, right? So you get more nominations for the film. But I think in the end, they're all kind of going for the same Oscar here. Yeah. So they're all kind of competing with each other. So I think that I do think it should be Adam Driver. I'm going to go with Adam Driver. I'm not. I'm going to reserve judgment on this for now. This all is right. one I need to think harder about. I, 
I don't think Adam Driver, but I'm not sure then if it's not him who. So then that brings us to Best Picture. We've already kind of talked about these. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything here? I want? Uh, here's what I'll say about Joker, because I just watched This is probably the most recent yeah. one I've watched. Me too. And it was fine. My thing with it is that uh, there's a couple issues with the, you know, it's, I don't know about it being a period piece. It doesn't like, I think it probably needs to be said in the eighties because of some of the things that happen around the carrying of guns into certain places. And they wouldn't let you get away with that. Now mm-hmm. you can't take guns into buildings anymore. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, in some States there's an open carry, but that's not what's happening here. Um, I think Joaquin is too old for the role of Joker in this film. This is supposed to be an origin story of the Joker. The Joker got started when he was in his forties. I don't think so. Much older than Batman. Batman is 30 years younger than him, appear, appears mm-hmm. so. like He's like 10 years old in this in the movie. So I don't like that aspect of it. I don't like that it commits the sin, your your least favorite scene of all time in any comic and book movie. And it's in there. And it's in there. And they've I done couldn't it believe it. T- I know. I was I'm stunned. Like, I was like. I, I said, Kenton's yeah. going to be livid right now. They've got this in here. Well, I, I, that part of the movie, I was like, I can't. I Like, it's such a cliche, that part. And we actually went there. Like at this point, we could do that off camera. It doesn't need to be. We all know it. Doesn't it. need to yeah. be tied in. It yeah. doesn't need to. The Even Joker young does, kids know it. Everybody knows that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Joker does not need to be tied into the origin of Batman, right? I think that I don't even remember what the actual origin. Who actually killed Bruce Wayne's parents in the original it was comic just book? Bugs, wasn't I think it? it was just a guy. Yeah. It was not. It was not tied to the. They tied it to the Joker in the. Michael Keaton yeah. movie. They made it the Joker who did it. Right. Right. The the character he was playing. But that was a different type of Joker, right? Different, completely different right. character. Plus, we've seen this character played a number of different times in different ways. Mm-hmm. And we've just had too much Joker at this point. I don't think this film not deserves any of the nominations it's gotten, to be honest. It was not that great of a movie. No, I, It was see, okay. Yeah, I thought it, I, I don't hate the movie. Like, some people hate the movie. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either, but, but I just I, don't think it's worthy of all these accolades yeah. that it's getting. I think Robert De Niro phones in his performance. I that, think he's better in this than he was in The Irishman. You, see, I... I <laughs> I thought Robert De Niro had a look on his face like, what the F yes, am I doing yes. here? And same, and Mark Maron had a similar acting <laughs> quality, I thought, in his one scene. I love it. I think Mark, Mark Maron. Oh, I love it. I think he was like, well, I'm standing here with these two actors, am I? <laughs> like, like, that, like he. That's what I would have acted like. I think the that. only reason they got Robert De Niro in there, and this isn't a video. I watched yeah. this video about like making fun of it. Um, the only reason they got Robert De Niro was because of the similarities to the King of Comedy. Yeah. They just wanted to make right. sure they're. Oh, it's not. It's not copying it. It's a parody of it. It's a Some, tribute. Tribute to that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We're not just copying the King of Comedy here. We're. Yeah. We're. You know. Oh, whatever. It was bu- bullshit. Anyway, so I don't think Joker's going to win. I think it's I'm, it's going to come down to 1917 or Marriage Story. Those are the two front runners. Not Marriage Story, opinion. not a chance. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I think that's I the, think 1917 is the probably the odds-on favorite at this yeah. point. But once again, when I'm filling out that ballot, oh, I got I got that difficult decision. Is it a sweep? Is it not a sweep? And I've I've chosen very wrong. It doesn't I've been have very to be a wrong sweep, in the though. past. It doesn't always have to be a sweep. There are some films that get through with like four wins. That's that's respectable. Yeah, it does, yeah, it's not always a sweep, but the years it is, sometimes you just sit there and go, crap, if I just would have chosen like Dunkirk in every category, then right now I'd be winning the Oscar pool. And and this has the makings of maybe being that. Oh, but but I uh, this is something that this is something I'll be thinking of in the days leading up to filling out that well, ballot. I would definitely recommend you try to check out 1917. If you want to make an educated guess of this, you should see I that actually movie. think it might be available for purchase on iTunes today. Really? I think it might be. Or do you see it? That would be very good timing on their part. I would be very happy purchase, if they did that. Purchase but not rental, I think. I think purchase but not rental. Let me check. Are you going to check? 
there's a couple like that. Like Harriet just became available. Oh, Jojo Rabbit is available. And oh. Ford versus Ferrari is available. Okay, there you go. There's two more. Joker. Um, I don't see. No. Oh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> what what's that nominated for again? I'm pretty sure it got a Razzie. Yeah. Uh, Aw. <laughs> and he's coming here to the casino. No, he's already been here. Oh, that has last, he? Oh. last week. Uh, what, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I don't see 1917 anywhere here. Uh, you'd think it would be on the it's, oh, not, it's not there. Oscar nominees. Uh, it might. I mean, I mean. Well, we'll look. I mean, Parasite was coming and going from iTunes daily there for for a week. It's on 24.99 pre-order. Oh, just pre-order, huh? Well, how do I? But when does it come available? I thought I saw it available this week. Anything? Now my computer's frozen up. Well, it's here. Oh, well. It's here. So that might mean it's going to be available uh, before the Oscars. Here's my thing about 1917. I really enjoyed it because the – and you'll see this. It's not a spoiler to say. Like, the movie follows two soldiers as they have to travel. You know the premise of it kind of? Yeah. Like, they they, they have to deliver a message or else – a, a platoon's going to get destroyed by the Germans or something like that. And it takes place, I guess, 1917 is kind of to the tail end of the First World War, which not a lot of people know about. Not a lot of people really understand as much about the First World War as you do the Second World War. Mm-hmm. But um, what the, uh, the what this what this uncut uh, kind of one take thing does for this movie is it really puts you in the in the shoes of the protagonists. Like mm-hmm. you see everything as they see it. So there's no pause. There's no cutting to a new scene. You experience the whole thing almost in real time, pretty much in real time as it happens. So that's that's what really does. It's one of the most immersive film experiences I've ever had. And that's why I love it so much. It's a really good film. But I think Marriage Story has a lot going for it, being that it is a very much Oscar bait. It is, if it wins, it will be an upset, but it will be like because it's so accurately targeted the audience. I am hearing more and more people at first it had the definite bounce but lately more and more people are pointing out and industry people and today the hollywood reporter has you know, they always have the secret the the oscar voter who doesn't identify themselves oh yeah yeah so they have that uh on, on honest oscar ballot i think they call it yeah, and yeah. uh Today, it's a person going, come on, who are we kidding? This is the actress with the off-Broadway director and living in a good apartment. Like, like basically kind of calling into, into question the very concept of this film. Okay. And I was like, if there's enough people voting who think that way, then I think, yeah, yep. I, I think that could do it. That I don't think there it. is. I don't think there's no, enough you don't people think so? I don't think there's enough. I, I agree with that statement, but I don't think there's enough people thinking about it in those terms. Interesting. I think they're going to be like, oh, I remember when my parents got divorced. It was just like that. Well, well <laughs> more likely they remember when they got divorced right, yes, because right, they're yes. act, they're the actors. Yes, that's right. And yes. actors are notorious for uh, getting divorced. Yeah, getting and, you know, <laughs> sleeping with the people they're that in, they're uh, directing yeah, and, or that they're starring with. All right. Well, there you go. That'll, that'll, that'll bring us to the end of that. We'll see what we can see before yeah. Sunday. I have a, I'm going to the Jets game, by the way, so I'm going to have to record oh. the Oscars. On Sunday? On Sunday. Hang on. Am I going? I don't know. I might be. <laughs> so we're going to go see, we're going to watch some hockey, and then we're going to get home and fast forward through all the speeches as we watch the, uh, the uh, Oscars. Are you sure it's not Saturday? The Jets game is on Sunday, on the 9th. I'm going on Saturday the 8th. I oh, yeah. No, here. there's two. There's a back-to-back, I think. Oh, okay. I think. Now I'm now I'm questioning my are, Jets are schedule. You, are you questioning... Oh, and I might have put the wrong date in my calendar, so the poor people who have to listen to this. Oh, no, they're playing the Senators. 
They're playing the Senators on uh, Saturday? Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Right? And then they're playing the Blackhawks Sunday at 6 p.m. Oh, my God. So I'm going to see the Blackhawks. Very good. You're going to see the Senators. I, good indeed luck. Indeed I am. <laughs> Which means that all those obnoxious Canadian fans of oh, the Senators will be there. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that's going to be it. Uh, we're going to see how this plays out. Again, follow us on Twitter, if you don't already, to see what our picks are going to be at Dan Vettabonker, at Kenton Larson, or at Nerds underscore podcast. And, uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll do a little bit of a um, oh yeah, a little bit of a uh, post-Oscar scene of to talk a little bit will. about it. No host this year. It's probably going to be pretty boring, but whatever. We'll see what it is. Well, the movies are good. Watch 1917 if you haven't already. I think that's a great one to watch um, before the ceremony begins. Excellent. All right. And I will try to. Okay. <laughs> that's going to do for this episode of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. Mm-hmm.